Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I will play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We're about to uh, work and continue our current scenario, Bleak Prospect. It was written by the Master of Darkness, Scott Darward, and it's available in the collection Nameless Horrors from Chaos. Our game master is Nimrod Slor Futterman, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by Theodore Martinez as his character, Nathaniel Coombs. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into darkness. Theodore. Dr. Nathaniel Coombs' log, day right later it's getting it's getting worse around here mostly around the hoovervilles late yesterday mr Prisley, mrs Prisley died by the strange illness spreading but her death will not be in vain she has shown me that a, str- a strange white parasite is responsible for the disease that causes people to dehydrate almost to dust it's a good discovery if everybody didn't have the same parasite, parasitic intruder inside them already. But more problematic incidents have happened, like the kidnapping of Billy and... can't remember girl's name. Late last night. Through investigation, we have found that a... One of uh, Thomas's protégés is a part of this somehow, and a and a business rival of our lawyer friend has also been a part of the stealing of children. We hope it's not the worst case scenario. Other other than that, the whole Uberville collective sanity is quickly plummeting. Even I see to be having an effect of this insanity. None of us should be here. I shouldn't be here. Why'd you have to leave, Margaret? He just puts the book away before he goes on another rambling spout. Turns turns and walks back to the group. You're muted. So, um, we'll actually begin with Everett. Um, you're in the camp. For the past few hours, you've been dealing with writing letters to your wife's family. Um, you helped Nancy. She's quieted out a bit now in her camp. Um, and as you're going through the final items in your small shed where you and your wife used to live, you see a small box of notes under her bed. You see a piece of paper sticking out, but it's like a small box about this size. Um, You've seen it before, but you've never really looked into it. Um, But you notice it now as you're packing away the final things, trying to get everything in order. Uh, I'll pull it out and take a quick glance at the notes. The notes themselves are kind of rambly little things that seem like your wife wrote to herself. Um, 
nothing catches your interest too much. Uh, we do find a small key inside. Small key? Yes. There is a small note attached with a string to the key that mm -hmm. says 641. 641. Does that ring a bell, a hotel room, a office? Can give me an idea roll with advantage. An ideal roll with advantage, so I roll mm -hmm. a third die? Yeah. Oh, I got a, an eight, so. An eight? Yeah. You don't know, you haven't seen this key before, but you've seen keys just like it. Back at Crawley Examiner, where you and your wife used to work, mm -hmm. In the morgue where they keep all the old edits and the old pieces of news, um, pieces they're working on or never published. You remember there's a wall full of tiny cup holes where you can stack your letters or pieces you're working on. Uh -huh. And it seems to be one of, you've used these before and it seems to be the same kind of key. They all have numbers on them. So it's like a, it's like a safe deposit box for like- Yeah, it's kind of a deposit box where you would keep stuff you're working on or you're going to publish soon. Um, you've never seen it before and you weren't supposed to have any of these after you've been fired, but it seems your wife kept one of them. I will hold on to this key uh, quite tightly. Um, about your letters and all the stuff you've been organizing, um, how do you want to deal with getting it to the family? I'm sorry, to the where? To the family. You have, she has oh. a sister in New York. Um, parents are deceased, but she has one sister here. USPS, just maybe try to cobble together some change for a postage stamp. Drop them off. Um, what, what time is it now? Is it in the afternoon? Yeah, it's afternoon. It's about three o'clock. Try to find some change for a couple of postage stamps and you know if there's a USPS nearby, I'll kind of hoof it over there. Okay, so give me a luck roll if you have any change lying around. A luck roll. Uh that's a I failed. Fail. Um no you've no one's been using money lately because there's nothing to buy with it, and but you don't see any coins anywhere. Okay. I need to mail a, a letter for my for my dead wife. Um, back at the hotel. You guys have been waiting now for about a minute after the butler went back into the back room to the kitchen where you saw him uh, go in. He didn't seem to notice before the car that was uh, had tires slashed by Thomas. Um, and as you're all standing there, what are you guys going to do? So are you saying that uh... Roscoe's coming out in the front. No, so the you just the guy said he, noticed. Okay. No, he he hasn't noticed. He wasn't looking towards you guys when you were walking around the car. Um, you talked to him. He said he'll go bring you some food. Um, he's been gone about a minute, and that's 
where we left off, I think. Think he's actually going to come back? I don't know. I'm thinking about trying the door. I'm going to go up and I'm going to see if the door is unlocked. I don't know about uh, you yeah. guys, but I'm really hungry. Give it a slight nudge. It moves inwards. There's no All right, problem. I'm going to open it up and take a look around. Uh, give me a stealth roll. I got an 08, but wait, let's see. Oh, eight. That is a hard. Hard is good. Um, you peek your head in. There doesn't seem to be anyone inside the kitchen at the moment, and no one seems to notice you. It seems like a fairly big kitchen, um, not very active at the moment. Um, there is one pot in uh, one of the stoves, one of the many stoves. Um, you see knives and all different kinds of tools lining the wall. Um, there seems to be some big closets and a big refrigerator, um, which is kind of fancy these type these times. Um, but no one seems to be around. Um, stepping into the kitchen, um, do I think I, I'm I'm kind of looking to see if there's a way upstairs without. Um, going out into the lobby because the guards will see me out there like if there's a back stairs to the hotel yeah so there seems to be you, there's two doors leading out you peek out of one for a tiny second you see what seems like very fancy carpeting and you close the door right. um the other one seems to be a service area um there's a few stools a small desk with some lit out with some burnt out cigarettes um, a few outfits, same ones as the guy was wearing before, um, and what seems to be a service elevator. Wow, fancy, fancy. <clears throat> Car uh, Carl would have followed in after Thomas as he uh, saw mm -hmm. him entering the kitchen. Um, is there any food laying about that would be easily just grabbed and we could be munched right now? Uh, give me a look, Mo. That is a fail. Uh, no, it only seems to be the pots. Um, if you look inside, there seems to be some soup. It's still hot, but it's kind of hard to just yeah, grab it. So. Um, well, I, well, what what's the plan here, Thomas? Why? I uh, I want to see if I can get upstairs to where fucking Roscoe is, um, but. I don't think we can take the uh, elevator because it's going to make a hell of a noise. I was hoping they were back stairs, but whatever. This I is mean, breaking and entering, boys. It's not like it's the first time that we've broken the law. Mm -hmm. uh, the police seem to have very little interest in us, so I'm not, I'm not too concerned right now. Well, probably just chop off our heads or something, but uh, I... Uh, I don't think this is going to work. Let's get back outside. I don't know where the, the whatchamacallit guy is. Let's just leave. Oh, all right. Uh, some cigarette butts here, though. We might be able to get a few puffs out of those. Yeah. Uh, Carl, Carl kind of nods and winks at Thomas and grabs a couple, 
puts them in his yeah. pocket. They got fours there. They're very, they're only stuff, but there's a bit left. You can probably get a puff or two. Yeah. Did anything will uh, grab some of the food from the trash that he was throwing away and just put it in a bag for later? Okay. There's a few chewed fruits, um, small piece of chicken that still has some meat left on it. Flavored stew, water, of course. Ah, it's a veritable treasure trove. All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to get done here. I agree. Besides, they might find out at any moment that I slashed the tires. Yeah, we might want to leave before... Uh... Step back. Yeah. I see us, I suppose. Okay, so as you're heading back to camp, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, what what time of day is it at this point? It's about afternoon. It's three o'clock ish. Okay. Um, as you're heading back to camp, you do hear about two minutes later um, sirens coming your way. Um, but you're not coming down the road. You're walking away from crawling, and they don't pass near you guys. Can we uh, um, jump into the bushes if there are? Any? Yeah. Yeah. Not from, yeah. Just get ready to jump into the bushes. Yes. Yep. All right. You're a bit edgy for a few minutes, but they don't seem to be coming this road. You hear them stop a few minutes later, and then it's quiet the rest of the way. Um, it takes about half an hour, but you do get eventually back to camp. No one's out and about at the moment. Camp seems to have been subdued and quieted down since the events of last night. I'm going to check on Nancy to see how she's doing. You go into her tent. She's seems to be half sleeping, at least trying to sleep. Um, you do notice she seems worse physically than she was yesterday. She seems more gaunt, her skin is flaking um, significantly more than it was the day before. All right. I'm not going to disturb her because I want her to sleep, but I will take a seat someplace and just keep an eye on her. And if she does wake up, I'll say, do you need anything? I noticed that you weren't sleeping very well. Um, she's not She's not in very deep sleep. So a few minutes later, she opens her eyes, looks around, sees you and says, oh, I remember. Yes, yes, and it, I thought I was dreaming before. Some strange things was things moving inside me, but it must have just been a dream. Uh, uh, is there anything you need me to get you? Uh, food, if you have any, that'll be. All right, I'm going to see if I can find it. some. I go scrounging around camp and see if there's anything around. Nathaniel's already putting all the food in like a bowl filled with water to turn into some sort of stew. <laughs> so does my character see all the, the rest of these guys come back? Yeah, they're coming back next. Um, so um, you do find the doctor um, making a stew from small bits and pieces you found near the hotel. Um, right. And you can take a small bowl if you want. Yeah, I'm going to take just a small bowl for Nancy. I tell him that. I'm going to take this to Nancy. 
She's in need to something. She looks a little gaunt. A little worried about her. I want to check up on her later on. I'll make a note of that. <laughs> yeah. I take the bowl over to Nancy. Um, she's very happy and she starts scooping it up, coughing as he's... She yeah. seems to be feeling very down. Um, but she's very happy. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Thank you. It's just right now. I'll probably be fine by tomorrow, right? It's, it's just... It's just a small fever. It's nothing serious. You just rest. I'll make sure you, uh, things are taken care of. So my character would like to approach uh, Mr. Dole and this Dr. Coombs and Mr. Rothstein. Mm-hmm. Um, gentlemen, I'm trying to mail some letters to my wife's family. Do you have any coins so I can buy a couple of postage stamps? Um. It only costs um, a couple cents. Yeah, I don't. Uh, let me see. Have a little luck roll. You can, yeah, you can all make luck rolls to see if you got any spare change. I have some spare change. You know, I don't. I got dust. Yeah, not yeah here. I, I, I got a penny for you. I'll, I'll, I'll toss in. Thank you, man. I got, I got two. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Coombs. So, we'll, 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 you know, we'll scrounge up some chains together. Yeah, you have enough for... And listen, I guess it's good to, to get some food and get some rest, but then tomorrow we got to come up with a plan. I mean, we, we, we got to do something. I mean, I, I can't just, you know, rest while my, my, my kid's out there. So, uh, yes, I was thinking we might want to go uh, take a look around the estates down the road. The you visit to town to wasn't too fruitful. I mean, we could even go today, worst case scenario, maybe. Um, well... I think I think uh, a friend of mine's house maybe maybe empty. Sure, I mean we can sneak around these places at night, as long as they don't have dogs. Night sneaking's a little tough, tough because if someone spots us, they'll think we're trying to rob stuff. Yes, Technically, we are. But... They'd see us in the daytime for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, we don't seem to have many leads otherwise, Dr. Coombs. Um, you don't I, have to I, go, Doc. You uh, don't have to go. I'll tell you what, gentlemen. I'm going to stay back for a bit because I'm going to keep an eye on Nancy. She's not looking good. Yeah. I might as well stay with him. Someone's got to yeah. take care of her. Yeah, she used to work for me, and I, I feel a little bit responsible, so I'm going to keep an eye on her. And I need to walk over to the post office to mail out these letters so if, if we're sneaking around somewhere I, I'll, I'll, I'll come you know just let me know when you want to go yeah we need to find your kid yes it's... we need to find both of the children indeed Billy is too good of a boy to be missing. you know doc you might want to watch to make sure that nobody comes here and takes any more kids trust are, me are, are there more kids yeah, are there more kids in our camp? Um, no, kids are only these two. I'll make sure no one else takes anybody. All right. Okay. Even if it causes me to lose some sleep. Ah, there's okay. a few hours left in the day. So are you guys planning on sneaking off to these estates now, or are you waiting for 
I think we'll wait until the sun starts to go down and then go after that. Okay. So we'll start with Albert. You're going off to the post office, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you're walking to center of town where the uh, post office is, at least the one you know of. Um, it's right near where you used to work. And as you go there, give me a luck roll. Uh, that's a failure. Failure, okay. Um, you get there. It's a small office. Um, no one's in at the moment. Um, an old pudgy guy with small pince glasses is sitting at the desk. When he sees you, he sees, his lips seem to curl up. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, yeah, hello. I just need to buy a few uh, poster stamps to mail out these envelopes. These letters. You have money? Dig into one pocket, dig into the other, pull out a few coins and throw them on the table. Clank, clank, clank. Yeah, that's fine. He takes the stuff, he goes, he opens a small, de a small desk right next to him and takes out two stamps, gives them to you. Stick it over there if you want. I'll stick one envelope, the envelopes, and put them in the put them in the little mailbox. Okay. Um, he seems to be eyeing you the whole time, but just in a what is this hobo doing in my office kind of way. Is this the first time you've seen someone mail an envelope in your uh, post office? He turns a bit red. No, no, it's nothing. Just get out of him. It's nothing. He seems to try and avert his gaze from you now. Just get out. I'm a paying customer, my dear sir. Well, you're not paying much, are you? Well, I paid the cost of the stamps, didn't I? Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, I'm sorry, he seems to avert his gaze, getting a bit redder. I'll, um, I'll uh, kind of push the door open aggressively and walk out. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to do in in town before you get back? And this is right next door to the, 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 the newspaper office where I worked? Yeah, it's a bunch. It's a business area, so a lot of offices are there. Your the newspaper you worked is here. The rival newspaper, um, the Daily Crawler, is also here. Um, small shops line the streets. And would my character have any idea of, like, I mean, how how I could get access to this little box for that for that key? I mean, do I just so you gonna, know? Am I going to have to sneak in, or do I got to get permission, or is it? Um, you or? can try both. Um, you could get permission. You still know everyone who used to work there. Um, as far as long as they didn't hire new people, um, will they let you get in? That's a different issue. Um, you might be able to sneak in, but you know the morgue is inside, so you need to get past a few people. Okay. Well, since I'm here anyway, I'll figure I'll drop by the uh, the the, uh, uh, the office and see if. I know the person working the front desk. Um, so you get in, the front desk is actually 
unmanned at the moment. Um, you see a few office doors, and as you're as you go in, you hear a small commotion from one of the doors um, where your boss used to sit, and it seems to be a small bit of yelling, and then some guy you don't know opens the door. He's wearing this hat and a very nice suit, um, big guy, and he just pushes the door open very aggressively, goes to go out, sees you, like, looks for a second, and then tries to rush past you. Towards, towards, the, towards the front door? Towards the front door, yeah, the only exit entrance. And so this is Norman Brunswick, my, my former yeah, editor? Yeah, this is Brunswick's. Office. That's his office, as long as he hadn't moved. Okay, I'll go over to his office and maybe knock on the door, see if he's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one moment, one moment, one, one second, and then about a minute later, the door opens, and you see Brunswick, a slightly overweight guy. Um, he's a bit red and seems flustered at the moment. His hair, his toupee is kind of off a bit. And he sees you, he's opened his eyes wide. My this God, Everett. What are you doing here? And he like embraces you. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brunswick, are you okay? I just I mean, who was that who was that guy that just I heard some yell? This guy ran out of your office. Oh yeah, that's Rosetti. It's just, you know, usual problems. Rich people, you know what, you know, come sit down, sit down. Well, I, I don't I don't have the time. This isn't a social call, I don't have time to stay, but um I do most of them I could ask a favor. I was, I was going through my things, and um, at the time of, I was let go. I was working on a case, and um, I found a a key for one of the lock boxes downstairs. Um, I, there was some paperwork and some notes. Um, would I be able to get access to that to 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 grab those items, and then I'll be out of your hair. Oh, you, you know, Everett, you know, we can't let people who don't work here access this kind of stuff, but... Um, well, it's, it, well, Mr. Brunswick, it's my stuff. I mean, I put it there. It's not... I mean, give me a persuade if you want. Yeah, you know, for a reporter, you think my character would have a better persuade score. <laughs> um, okay, is it 10, the base? Uh, yeah, I failed. Uh, I'm, Everett, I'm really sorry. It's just, it's, you know, we can't just let anyone come in. I know you used to work here and everything. Um, if you want, I can go through this stuff later and send it to you. Um, where are you staying at the moment? Um, a you know, small hotel um, outside of town. You probably don't know it. Oh, no, I, I didn't know there were hotel in the area. Um, it recently opened. I... Oh, that's uh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. How how's your wife doing? How it, did you get did you get some work? And you know, and it seems to be a bit a bit off. I, I'm sorry about you know firing you guys. And it seems you like get emotional. Like, oh, I, I'm really sorry we fired you. We, it, it wasn't personal, you know. Just hard times and everything. Miss, Mr. Mr. I'm sorry. I lied to you. It's not my wife. My wife died just yesterday. 
and I found this this key. The key was my wife's, and I I, I I'm guessing she has some personal items in this lockbox downstairs. It's from my wife. She passed away just yesterday, so please, can I get access to it? Please. Oh, oh, oh my God! I'm 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 so sorry. I I, I had no idea. But just, you're so young. I'm any any teared up a bit. I, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. You can you can go and then he stops himself. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't I can't let you get yourself. I can go get it for you if you want, but I can't I can't let you downstairs. Okay. Okay, here's the key. It's uh six four one. Okay. And then as you give her the key, the the phone starts ringing like Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Can, I, I need to take this. Can you just wait a moment? I'll wait right here. He takes the phone, head out, call examiner. You're yelling from the other side. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Cedric, yes, yes, Cedric, no. Please, Mr. Cedric, Rosetti was here. Yeah, I, I understood, I understand perfectly. No, it's, it's fine. I'm, yes, yes. Of course. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll make sure of it. Thank you. And he hangs up. I, I'm sorry. Um, did, I'm sorry. Did you say Mr. Sedgwick, the financier? Yeah, yeah. He's he has some business, but nothing, nothing serious. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go get your stuff. Just just a moment. Thank you, uh, Mr. Brunswick. And he walks off, leaving you in the in his office. Oh wait. Okay. Um, a few minutes later, um, he comes in. Give me a spot head and roll. Success. Success. So he comes with this file where he thinks they've put. A bunch of papers in, um, but you notice that he's in his back pockets. There's other papers that weren't there before that are crumpled up as he's trying to hide them away. And he comes to you with the file, like, "Yeah, here, here's the stuff. I think it's some old pieces she's working on. And it doesn't seem very interesting, but here you can have this." And he tries to nonchalantly, like throw the papers he had in his pockets to the garbage bin next to his desk. I'm sorry, he, he had paper in his back pocket that he tried to throw. He tried to So throw he, he comes with a file to give to you. Right, right, but right. But you right. notice that he has in his back pocket like a bunch of papers that are sticking out and creating a bulge in his pockets. Mm -hmm. And he gives you the papers and then he walks to his desk and tries to very unsuccessfully, nonchalantly, like toss it in the bin. As if it's just a piece of rubbish. The extra papers from his pocket. The extra papers, yes. Now I, I I really need I need to get some stuff done if if you don't mind. I'm I'm really sorry about about your loss. I your wife was a talented reporter and if you're having a funeral, just let me know. I'll be there, okay? I just I have to finish some stuff. You know, boss is calling. Um, um, okay. Thank you, Mr. Brunswick. I appreciate your assistance. No, no problem. Um, ha have a good day, Evans. 
and he opens the door for you. I'm going to hang out in the lobby for find a seat and do the paperwork mm -hmm. that he handed um, off to me. You go through the stuff. Um, there's some old pieces that you know you heard your wife working on a few years back. Um, but you notice that nothing from the last year before you were fired is there. Seems to be all 1930s and before. And so it's late afternoon at this point, four-ish? Yeah, it's about four probably. And I assume like five o'clock, they call it a day? Yeah, that's usually when the workday ends. Okay, I want to get in that office and I want to get those papers. Does, he have, does the office door have a lock on it or is it all the, the only lock on the front door? The only lock is on the front door. As far as when you work here, people weren't very... Okay. Sensitive about this, didn't use lock up. And how long did my character work here? Like several years, I imagine. Yeah, several years. You were here for. Okay, so there must be like a hiding, like a, a closet or a crawl space or uh, something where I can hide out. Office shuts down. Brunswick goes home. Doesn't have a lock yeah, on even, the door, right? You go by a bit and you see that a few of the offices try and push them open. And a few seem completely abandoned. There's papers littering them. Seems that people were fired and no one came to replace them. Okay, then I'll I'll uh, crawl under a desk and just camp out there for an hour or two, whatever, until I hear Brunswick leave. Okay. Um, about an hour later, an hour and a half, you hear people bustling out, and then people talking. You hear uh, Brunswick go out as well. Um, and a few moments later, it's all quiet. Okay. No one came into your office and no one's checking anything. Okay. I will very quietly and carefully make my way across the lobby into his office. Okay. And look for um, the papers in the, in, the, in the rubbish bin. You go in, the office is dark, but papers are still there. And as you take them out, crumple them open, try and look what's inside. You notice that they're all notes um, in your wife's handwriting from mm -hmm. the previous months, right before you were both sacked from the uh, newspaper. And on the notes, you see a few names. The title says, Strange, uh, strange Lunk or Coincidence, The Midas Circle. And as you're reading through it, take you about five, 10 minutes to go through everything. Uh, it's a bit disjointed. It seems like it was mostly notes and pieces of evidence he was gathering for a piece that was never published. Um, but you see a few names that stick out that he repeats, which are Theodore Sedgwick, Roscoe Malloy, Casper Brink, and Alex Rossetti. Um, and the piece, goes on to, yeah, the piece goes on to detail how these four guys, um, Roscoe Malloy, who was a scientist of some sort, um, it doesn't go into detail in the piece about where he's from. Um, and then the rest, one is a businessman, a lawyer, and um, Alex Rossetti is no one. There's no pieces about who he is or what he does. And the piece basically details how during the depression, they seem to be the only ones who are thriving and making a lot of money while everyone was losing everything. So you said Malloy, Sedgwick. Yeah, so it's Roscoe Malloy, 
um, Theodore Sedgwick, Casper Brink, and Alex Rosetti. I'll lay down in chat also. Please, yeah, Casper Brink. Okay, but I don't, I don't, I don't need to read the, the stuff like right there in the office. I'll, I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, head back to camp. Okay. Um, what are people doing in camp when Everett gets back around five ish? Nathaniel Coombs is probably going to uh, give. Uh, what was her name again? Nancy. Yeah. Uh, Nancy, basically uh, a checkup. See how she's doing. So you go through stuff. Everett, did you tell him about the thing with the parasite where she stuck her hand in? I don't think you guys talked about I, it, right? I, I probably would have told the doctor. I mean, because I probably would have told the doctor before I left. It seems okay. reasonable. Um, so Coons, when you check her, she seems to have all the same system, uh, symptoms that Agatha had and that everyone is seemed to be suffering from in this camp. Um, you check her abdomen specifically when he tells you about her sticking her hand right through it as it wasn't there. And it doesn't seem to be any mark, anything. It looks perfectly normal. Um, but her skin there is very cracked. And in general, she seems at a much later stage of this illness than most people in the camp. Can I try poking at her stomach? Yes. Um, you poke it and it seems like a normal stomach. Nothing moves or happens strangely. Uh, I wonder if ever. Hmm. Wonder whatever did with those beer bottles. Oh. I'm gonna turn to uh, Mr. Hiram. Yes. What Did is you... it, Nathaniel? All right. Seems she has the same symptoms as uh, Miss Presley. Yeah, that's why I'm keeping an eye on her. Yeah. You keep doing that. Make sure once, if she starts, if water stops, starts being a problem, tell me. Oh, of course. I'll be right here with her. All right, I'm going to go back to my doctor's time. Okay. How is she doing right now? Um, she's She seems more at ease mentally since being taken care of, getting food, the doctor looking after her. Um, her condition hasn't seemed to change since you guys came back. Um, she just seems more calm. All right. I'll try to make her as comfortable as possible mm -hmm. and um, see if she needs anything taken care of. All right. I should, I think I should finally go back to the hospital, see if I can find some sort of antibiotic for this. Okay. Um, so you're heading off to the hospital? Mm hmm Okay. Um, I'm the... Nancy looks up to you and says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really fine. I, I'm, thank you for, for taking care of me, but I'll be okay. I just need to rest. I know. I'm sure I'll be, be fine by tomorrow. I understand that, but you know, I'm going to make sure I'm here 
just in case. Oh, thank you. I'm, it's, it's awfully kind of you. You, here, you can, you can sit by, by well rest if you want. I'm sure, but I'm sure I'll be fine. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And she kind of tries to nod off. Um, and ever you make it back around this time as the doctor heads back down the road. I think you cross paths since it's only one road that we talked to, probably. I'm sorry, so who did I, who did I encounter? Uh, the doctor, Coombs. So the doctor's heading back into town. He seems to be heading back to, to Crawley, yeah. Dr. Coombs, where, where are you heading? Wait, aren't you hiding under a desk? No, coming back at this point. No, it's a few hours later. It's a few yeah. hours later. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to the hospital, see if my old, this would be about the time where uh, most, where uh, my old protege, uh, Mr. Cavendish would be. Well, if you'd like some company, I'd be happy to head into town with you and use the exercise. I could always use the company. And okay. I guess we'll start walking. Okay, walking back. Is anyone in the camp want to do anything or we'll go straight to the hospital? I think we're we're waiting until nighttime, yeah? Yeah, yeah I thought you were waiting for nighttime. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. just kind of conserving um, energy. No problem. There's about an hour or two left, but Coombs and Everett, you make it to the hospital. Um, it's not a very big hospital. Um, and as you go in, you're going in the front entrance or you're trying to get to um, the doctor in a different way? We'll have to go to the back, most likely. He's been helping me with the medicine lately, trying to get that up, whatever leftovers, you know, whatever's at the bottom of an alcohol barrel, stuff like that. We probably figured out a good way to contact each other. Yeah, it's it's a very simple way. His office is right above the back entrance. You just throw a walk at the, walk at the window. Um, he looks out, sees you, nods, and heads back down. Um, so, Hospital, Bentham Hospital is kind of secluded from, it's inside, It's on a resident uh, neighborhood, but the hospital has had its own ground, it's kind of secluded. Um, so no one is passing by, you're kind of behind where anyone would be. And a few moments by and he comes out like, oh, Coombs, but I, I, how are you doing? Not so good, not so good at all. Mr. Cavendish, how are you doing? Ah, you know, getting by, getting by. Um, can I help you? I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'll need to get back to patients soon. But if you, if it's anything quick, I can dig around. Um, how's the young lady you were taking care of? She's dead. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And uh, that's the reason I'm here. Is okay. It's working, Rick. Uh. That's the reason I'm here is because I'm thinking this is a parasite. Well, I'm not thinking. I know this is a parasite. Parasites? That's hmm. that's new. How do you get how do you get to that conclusion? Well, I inside of her throat were these lesions and I pulled one out. Really? These weird white worms, kind of like leeches, which I can't, I've never seen these parasites. I've not 
I my specialty wasn't parasites; it was uh, fungal infections. But I know I know these were different. Uh, I show them basically my notes and like the basically how I drew them. <laughs> You're like going through the. This is fascinating. How, how big are these? Um, I've only seen one about this big. I'm sorry, real, Although, real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. So are we, are we talking about my wife's case at this? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about your, okay. Although Mr. Pricely said they're bigger. Well, I saw, yeah. And I saw a second case when these worms or parasites on another woman as well. So it, it seems to be spreading through our camp. That's like looking through the notes. How, how do they, I mean, these are, if you're saying they're this big, I mean, how, how does he infect the person? How, how, how do you not notice, you know, if it's digging through your skin, I'm assuming you want to cut your arm off. What's, this is. I don't, I don't know. Yes. Um, Every report I've had doesn't make sense. They say they phase, or at least that's... Mr. Pricely, could you explain exactly how she got that worm out of her? Uh, Nancy? Yeah. Well, I was at camp, um, and I heard Nancy kind of, I think she was like yelling, crying, screaming, and if I remember correctly, it, it, I mean, it must have been just bad lighting, but it, from where I was standing, it looked like she almost like she reached inside her stomach and kind of kind of pulled it out. But I mean, that's surely that's not what happened. Um, I don't know. And then it just was outside and it was outside her body and then it, it fell to the ground. And then I, I threw like a bucket on top of it to try to you know, save it as like a sample. And it it kind of quickly withered away into, into nothing. Really? That's, that's so strange. I mean, how, how did it get out of her body? And you said withered or... I'm thinking My something God. to do with the belly button, but uh, at the same time, I don't really understand. <clears throat> Either way, I'm hoping you have some spare antibiotics, maybe some ones that are a little outdated. Um, yeah, yeah. I, oh my God, this is it's fascinating. Coombs, please, if you find anything else, I, you know, I really want to. You know, I, I help as much as I can. I'll go. I'll go check on the antibiotics. Yeah, if you could come, if you come by the Huberville tonight, um, I could definitely show you what I've been lo looking at. I recommend full face mask, gloves, and everything, though, because but you know, you know, I can't go out of my way. I have to stay in the hospital. I can't treat people outside. It can give me a persuadable to try to get them to come. Uh, it seems to be it, it's on your time off basically but yeah um that's an 81 so that's a fail okay cool my friend you know i'm i really would like to help and i'm trying to help as much as i can but i can't i'm not allowed to deal with patients outside it's understand i understand protocol is protocol yes um give me a psychology role. psychology interesting I actually have good psychology. And I rolled like crap, 88, fail. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I don't get any other read out of him. He just seems concerned and he's sorry that he can't help. But he goes inside, and a few minutes later, he comes with a small bottle of um, antibiotic pills. It's about a quarter full. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to throw these out in a week, so I, I don't think anyone will notice. Perfect. Uh, thank you kindly. Um, like I said, like I said, uh, if you want to come out, that's your choice. <laughs> um, yes, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try and see if I can get by. I'll, I'm, I'm not very optimistic, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right. Well, go back to your patients. They probably need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's quite a bunch. Uh, well, good day. And, and nice to meet you, Mr. Priestley, said? Priestley? What was it? Uh, Everett Princely, yes. Thank you. Thank you, for your, thank you for your help, doctor. I'm, I'm happy to help. Uh, have a good night. And he goes back in. Wash your hands. I will, I will, I know. Good kid, but mm, keeps forgetting to wash those hands. One time, and he'll start muttering a story. <laughs> okay. Um, you're, you're, I'm assuming you're heading back after this. Okay. Um, so you'll get back by the time you're back. It's already six, going six thirty, and it's nearing winter, so it's already getting dark outside. I'm guessing we're all sitting around the campfire at this point. I just thought, yeah, we can all gather around. The camp's still very quiet. The rest of the inhabitants are either too tired, too sick, or too scared of what's going on to hey, Doc. get on much. So, yeah. Carl, what do you know about these, uh, these estates around here? Well, um, <clears throat> I guess a uh, question for the keeper. Um, yeah. So I was good friends. I had a colleague that lived in those estates down there, Aston Hawks, correct? Yes. So what I'm, I'm assuming, uh, since we were pals, I had been to his house for maybe like a dinner party or some sort of gathering or something in the past. Yeah. So, you know, he lived around here. You actually weren't, you haven't seen him since he left Arkham. He kind okay. of disappeared. Um, he left one day from the university. Um, there were rumors of him maybe being kicked out about some kind of business, but you weren't sure he just kind of vanished. And he mm -hmm. cut ties from everyone. You haven't heard from him. Um, we tried coming this way and meeting him, but he seemed to have vanished off the face of the earth. Yes, uh, it's it's troubled me ever since ever since uh, I first heard of it. Um, the would uh, so I would have like a passing knowledge of the the, the neighborhood, maybe like. So you know he's li he lives in one of the big houses, okay. one of the estates. He's not in, in town directly. Um, that was the last you heard of him. This is generally well-off neighborhood, um, mainly, uh, I don't know, well, Professor Hawks was, uh, he had money, so he, he, he didn't really care or worry for much. Um, he had a nice, nice larger estate. Um, and it's, it's 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 relatively nice neighborhood. I assume some people have been hit hard and um, maybe have had to leave that neighborhood since the beginning of the the economic troubles. But um, I think I think it's 
just your average rich neighborhood. I mean, we should be careful, but I don't think there's going to be heavy police presence or anything. But you say you don't know exactly which where which estate he's on. Um, would I know which like exactly which one or not a specific um, okay. one? So what you should do is probably contact. So anyone in town that delivers would probably have delivered something there. Yes, yes. Um, I suppose we could maybe um, on the closer. Could we? Could we this is this before phone books? No, there's been phone books since the 1800s. So yeah. could it, could I possibly just like? Look him, look up, like, uh, <laughs> see if he's still posted in the phone book. Because would there be like an old, yeah, crappy... there'd probably be an old one, um, around here somewhere in the camp. Yeah, um, probably uh, it might one. be in the campfire wood, it's in the toilet. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> yeah, nice to see if you have if enough of it is left to <laughs> house the number of pots. Yeah, we're currently only on the D's. So. Oh wow, that's I I actually passed a roll, so that's a sixteen out of twenty. Nice. Okay. Um, yes, he lit. It seems to be an estate. There's not a direct address. There don't seem to be any S, uh, any addresses, but it says there is a number um, to Professor Asenhawks. Um, the book is from probably four years ago, and he moved about six years ago, back to seven. Okay. Um, I suppose maybe we could uh, walk to the diner and see if she would allow us the use of her phone one more time today. I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to keep an eye on Nancy here. Okay. Speaking of that, uh, have her take uh, one of these now, one of those when she wakes up tomorrow morning. All right. Thanks, Doc. All right. Okay, so you're heading to the Blue Star Diner. Um, you get there, you go to the back to knock to Ida. Um, she comes out. Oh, what, what a busy day. Um, is everything all right there? Uh, yes, we just, uh, we, we couldn't resist coming down and seeing you once more and possibly seeing if you were feeling charitable once again. Um, I was hoping for a use of your telephone. Um, yeah, no, it's local, right? Not going any. You're not doing any long distance calls? Uh, no, no, just a... Then yeah, that's fine. Here, you need a, do you need a coin? Uh, yes, please. Here, and you digs around in a desk next door, give it to you. You know where the phone is. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll head over and um, call the number, see what, see what happens. Um, you start ringing, it rings, it rings. The phone clicks and answers and you just hear a strange hum, like, uh, and then it stops. And then you hear it again. Hello? Is, uh, is there anybody there? You hear a very deep voice answer back very slowly. Hello? Okay. Um... This is uh, this is a uh, Professor Carl Rostein. I was, I was hoping to uh, contact a good friend uh, and colleague of mine, um, 
Professor Hawks. There seems to be a pause, then you hear very slowly only the word professor. Yes, yes. Um, hmm. I, I, I take it you, you don't uh, you don't know where he may be at the moment. Maybe. Uh, this is hmm. it's very very peculiar. Um, well, I I one one last shot. Where where are you? Where are you? Ah, as I suspected. Uh, I thank you very much for your time. Good day, and I'll, I'll hang up the phone. And you hang up. You hear the last humming again. The uh, seems to come out. You don't see a weird groan, and then you click off the telephone. I'll, uh, did, did, uh, Thomas and Coombs come with, or did you, was it just Thomas? Just me? I'll go. Okay. I will. Um, hmm. We're heading towards the town, aren't we? Yeah. But we're I heading figured, towards the estates. Yeah, I figured you would make the call and then we'd all go to the estates. Yes. Okay. yes. I, I, I just wanted to confirm who, who was with me at the phone. I'm with you. What did, um, what did the guy say? Uh, well, Nothing really. I just seem to repeat uh, clips and pieces of what I was saying. Um, oh, that's how old is this guy? Was he an old guy? Maybe he's. I, uh, he sounded, well, touched would be a nice way to put it. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't think all the mental facilities of the average person were there. Mm. Mm. Can you still pull up a conversation and give information, or do you think you can't even do I, I asked, I asked, well, you heard me asking questions, and the only answers I was getting were just him mimicking what I had said back to me. Alcohol. Usually just, just, just one word, maybe. I mean, I've, I've, I have imbibed quite a bit of alcohol in my lifetime, and I don't think I've ever been quite that drunk, but well, who knows? Let's just go. Let's just show up. Well, yes. I'm not going to show up. Right. going to sneak around, but... Yeah. Yes, I, I think that's all that is left to do. Okay. So give me all a uh, stealth check with advantage because you're, it's already dark. Stealth? See if anyone notices you. So yeah, question see if anyone there. notices you. Um, so I think it's Carl, Marina, and Thomas. Um, is anyone else also going off to the states? Yeah, it probably wouldn't be me. Okay, that's a success. Yeah, I got I got a hard success. success. Okay. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> okay, but if two out of three got a success, then you're. It's pretty quiet. Um, a car drives past, but doesn't seem to notice you. And just keeps on going. Um, and about a mile off, the first half estates catches your eye um, because a small, there's a small um, sign that seems to have fallen to the side, which reads Melnick. And on a new sign painted much brighter and vivid colors that are still new, it says Brink. And as you peek around, you do see the car that was heading out from the 
from the uh, hotel before. Mm. It's a small house. It says Greenlee's on the gates. Seems to be the name of the estates. Um, seems to be quiet. You don't see anyone outside. <laughs> this must be the uh, the man who took over Hiram's old home. Lives here now, huh? Heard him mention his, his colleague. Um, yes. Well, I mean, should we, we should head into the estates further and see if we can maybe um, find more, or should we maybe take a look at uh, Mr. Melnick's old home? Maybe. Uh, I'm afraid of dogs, but let's. Uh... Yeah, let's peek in a couple of windows and see. I see mean, what if we see, yeah. see the kids? Yes. Um, let's, let's do. Let's do that. Let's go take a look in the windows of the uh, the Brink home, as it is now. Okay. So as you go in, um, you're looking around and listening for dogs, but there doesn't seem to be no animals outside. It's kind of quiet. Um, Thank God. The house is mostly dark. Um, but you do notice that there's a light on the second floor. Um, as you peek in through the first floor, um, there seems to be a living room, um, a small study with all different kinds of old books, uh, a kitchen with a dining table next to it. Um, but you don't see anyone moving inside, at least on the first floor. Do any lights appear on upstairs? Yeah, so there's one light in one of the windows upstairs. Okay. What climbing? about what? What's that, Thomas? How good are you at climbing? I am. Hmm. I'm not pretty good. I'm. I'm uh, an old man who walks with a stick. I am uh, not very good at climbing. Well, wait here for a second. Let me see if I can go up this trellis and take a right, peek in the upstairs window. After hey, you. Uh, Twenty-three out of forty. That's good. Um, you make your way up, and if you peek in, you see a guy seems to be pacing around, and he's thin, kind of pale, very high cheekbones, seems to be graying a bit, and, but he's dressed very finely. Um, and at the moment, he's not looking your way. He seems to be pacing around, almost maybe talking to himself. Um, seems to be troubled by something. Can I put my ear against the window and see if I can hear him? Yeah, give me a listen check. 36 out of 20, yeah, no. No, he's just mumbling to, to himself. It's very faint and you can't seem to hear what he's saying. Um, you do notice though that the window is open. Hmm. Well, I don't want him to see me. Um. What, what, what is the room that I'm looking into? Is it a bedroom or a... So it seems to be a bedroom. Um, there's a single bed for one person. It's a bit big, but it doesn't seem like a couple lives here. Um, there's a big closet, probably with clothes, and a small reading chair, which he's pacing around. Okay. Um, if I opened the window, would he see me open the window? Um, he's not looking toward the window at the moment. He's kind of okay. staring at the floor and 
is there anything that looks like I could sell it for money within reach of the window? Um, probably, yes. It's, it's very well furnished. There's a, this is going to be a, a very fancy clock on the desk that's pretty near the window. Oh, Seems to be well made. Clock or a... Yeah, like a little clock, like a, to put on a mantelpiece, not a gigantic thing. Nah. I'll, uh, I'll sneak back out and uh, back down the trellis. Okay, give me a stealth roll. 24. Uh, that is that is a fail, but I'll spend the four points of luck no problem. to keep from tripping on that nail. So you always trip, then you, you catch yourself and you keep going down slowly. He doesn't seem to notice you. Holy crap, I don't have very much luck. <laughs> I better really think before I spend luck next time. All right, so I get back to him. Okay. He's just pacing around. I don't I don't know why he's pacing. Looks rich enough to be sitting. Yeah. Maybe he's guilty. Maybe he feels guilty about uh Taking up the residence of a former friend. Maybe it's just, uh, I don't know what. Maybe he's just a, I don't know, high strung. Should we? Um, I don't think he's involved in anything. Yeah, but I don't think we should go in if he's there. Yeah. Well, wasn't this this wasn't this car at the hotel though? Was the, the car in the driveway was the car that drove away the, from yeah, the hotel. Yeah, it's, it's the car you saw driving back. But not the so one he, that I popped the tire. So. No, no, it was right when you were going and you saw a car oh, passing oh. by and uh, Malik noticed this guy inside. Oh, this guy is worried about something and he's in league with Roscoe. Yeah, that, that's, that's what we thought. Yes, I think so. Um, the I mean, he's your friend was no good to you, correct, Thomas? I mean, he kind of, you got, you turned bright red and wanted to kill him. Still want to kill him. Yes. Um, um, and he's, this man is in league with him, so I would say he's probably not that great of a fellow. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I could get some information out of him. Out of um, out of this guy, cat cat. What is his name again? It was um, it was Mr. Brink, Casper uh, Brink. Yes, that was um, name. Does Casper Brink look like an older gentleman? Uh no, he's probably in his forties. Okay. Um, does he look plump or is he muscular? No, he's actually kind of. He's in, he's in, doesn't seem very, not very sportsman, not very well built. Okay. Hmm. I am thinking about wrapping myself up into a disguise and going in and using a funny accent and saying, What do you know about Roscoe? What do you think? It would scare me. I, I, if a strange man came in in the middle of the night uh, with his face covered and 
I mean, you you can be intimidating, Thomas. I mean, no, I got some intimidation. I think I'll do it. I think that I will terrify the man into revealing something. I'll try. And uh, will you do that? I'll maybe take a look around and see if there's anything I, that can be found um, downstairs. This this could go very wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So no, are you guys trying to break in or? Well, I'm going to go back up and go through the window. Through the window, okay. Um, so, Colin Reed, what are you doing while Thomas is climbing up? I guess I'm just going to be like a lookout to tr make sure that nobody like catches him in the act. Okay. That's my knife. Um, Carl, anything else? Or you I want to walk stuff? around to the back door. We'll, we'll, uh, once I see Thomas enter mm -hmm. the window, and um, I'm not, I'm not too good with uh, the um, the finer points of a locksmith, but uh, maybe I was thinking if the the back door had a window, I could possibly break it <laughs> once the noise started upstairs and uh, open the door. Okay, so first make a luck roll to see if it's actually locked or not. That is a fail. Fail. Yeah, it seems to be locked. But there is a window coming in the back room. Can I um in the kitchen? Can I hear uh whether the the show has begun upstairs? I think you'll hear when it begins. As, as um, soon as it begins, I'll 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 use my, my uh, walking stick to smash the window and no unlock problem. the door. Okay. So we'll go to Thomas. You're climbing up, he doesn't seem to notice you. Um are you trying to make yourself known to him when you're outside or only once you get inside? I want to go, yeah, quietly through the window and then uh, sort of appear behind him, you know, as he turns. Okay. Um, so with your self will from before, I think you'll be fine. And as you go inside, he's, turn, he's just still mumbling. He seems oblivious to the fact that he just climbed into his window. Okay. Do you want me to do self again, did you say? No, no, just use the cell phone before. It's fine. And what was his name? Brinks? Casper Brink. Uh, Casper, Casper, what are you doing? He jumps when he sees he's like, you have been cavorting with Roscoe Malloy. How do you know this? Why? Give me an intimidate with advantage. All right. This is great. Well, I didn't pass my intimidation. Uh, was it a fumble or was it fine? Or just, oh, a regular... just, just, just a regular fail. Okay, he's still very scared. Um, he doesn't back He's stammering. Who are you? What are you up to? I will know this. And you will live if I if you tell me the truth. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, I I knew this was wrong. I I, I, I didn't want. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. It's it's, it's all it's all Oscar's fault. He 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 did it. Please please kill him, not me. I, I did nothing wrong. Well, his days are numbered, and I I sort of pushed the guy up against the wall with my knife, and I'm like, what does this have to do with the children? The, the children. Oh, we 
it all went, it, it went wrong last night. Um, we, we left them at the, the estate. We, uh, I don't think anyone took the time to, to take them. Uh, I, I didn't want to, I told them we shouldn't take the children, but, but you, you just can't reason with Roscoe. Please don't kill me. Which estate is they are the children at? The prospect, prospect estate, down, down the road. Um, please, please, I, I wanted to get out. I, I knew how to get out. I, just, I, I, I don't want to keep part of this. Me. You will keep your mouth shut. You will say nothing to Roscoe, or I will find you and I will cut your tongue out and I will shove it up your ass. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, Thomas, give me a spot hidden with advantage as you're looking at his face very up close. That is a pass by one point. A pass. Um, he's, he, even when you're staring right up at him, he tries to avert eye contact the whole time. But uh -huh. one of the few moments when he looks back at you, you almost think you see some movement behind his eye. Like something wriggling behind there. And then he right. moves his head away. I'm going to back away from him and I am going to climb back out the window. Okay. Um, he, he's just standing at the wall, not, he's like trying not to move. Um, you did hear a small crash from downstairs. Um, Carl, as you're going in, what are you trying to do? Um, I'm going to start looking around for uh, any any papers that might stand out and look look um, some sort of paper trail maybe that connects him to Roscoe or to the missing children or e even anything that might connect him to the missing Professor Hawks or anything. Okay, so you go around trying to look to see if you find anything. Try and give me a spot here and see if you find anything helpful. That is a hard success. A hard success. You don't find anything recent, but you find a few notes from dating on the, like judging by the calendar where they're stuck in, it seemed to be a few months ago. Mm. Um, and it says, it says Malloy meeting Hawks slash prospect states, 8 p.m. Huh. There's no um. There wouldn't there wouldn't happen to be an address for Hawks Estates. Um. Well, I think with a hard success, you'll find it's not exactly an address as much as general directions, which seems to yes. be three miles off away from Crawley. Okay. Great. Um. I'll I'll quickly stuff that into an inside pocket in my coat and um. Uh, head for the back door. I I'm assuming I can hear things quieting down upstairs. Yeah, you hear the yelling, but as you're going out, you hear it quiet down. And I think you'll get back out while you see Thomas climbing, just making his way down from the window. We have to go. <laughs> yes, we need to leave. All right, um, we'll quickly make it a, a safe distance away and discuss what we've, what we've discovered. Children are at some place called the Prospect Estate. Prospect Estate? Yes, he knows where they are. Why, do you know yes. this place? 
no, but I know prospect. And I pull out the paperwork I found attached to the calendar. And I said, there's uh, this apparently maybe my, my friend, Professor Hawks, is, his old estate is a prospect. Um, same. I think it's the same place. Yeah. And yeah, here's directions. Um, I don't know what we... they were getting the children for, but this guy was pretty loose in the tongue. You did a good job, Thomas. You are, like I said, you're quite intimidating when you need to be. Thank you. Good job. I guess we, you know, we, we gotta get the others, and we, we've got to go there. We've got to get the children. Yes, yes, I think I think so. Should uh, the one question is, should we get the others? Oh, yeah. Of course, of course, we have to go get the others. Yeah. I think we got the information that we're looking for. Of course, there's your friend. Maybe we should. I mean, He's... it's still early. Why don't we see if we can find? I was thinking maybe we could go take a look at the estate and see what it looks like, and then maybe go back at the others and form a plan. I don't, I don't know. What does that sound like to you? Yeah, I mean, we've still got time. I don't think yeah. we should make an assault on this prospect place, but <laughs> not not tonight, anyway. We're not prepared, but maybe tomorrow. Um, this is a little bit of planning. We can, we can go find your friend, uh, Hawk. Well, he's he's been missing for quite some time, but I I am I am kind of surprised to hear his name associated with the missing children or even the the name of his estate. So yes, I, I would like to go take a look at the house. Okay. Um. So you walk for a few more minutes, um, about twenty minutes down the road, and you reach. You notice immediately there's big iron gates which say prospects written into the middle. Um, you can't really see inside, but it's a very big estate. There's a driveway which goes in for about 500 meters. And you do see the house. It seems to be a um, kind of a big estate, not very tall, maybe two floors, but very wide. Um, and But it's very hard to see through the gate at the moment. There's a big padlock. The gate itself is rusty and old, but the padlock seems new. Um, and it's hard to see inside at the moment. Okay, and this is Prospect? Okay. It has oh, Prospect on the, on the gate. That was easy. Yeah, it just follows the instructions that Carl signed the note. And so okay. It's off the road. Hmm. So I think we were actually looking for Hawks. Oh. So it's, a, it's the same place. Oh. It's been renamed. It's been a it's been a little bit of time since Professor Hawks just uh, yes. so you would know that just like the other place had green leaves written in the gates, a lot of these estates have estate names that are not the family uh, name. the name of the family. Yeah, ah. like I bought the green leaves estate, but who's ever leaving there is not specifically green leaves. Well, we so the same with prospect. We know where it is now. That's some sort of weird rich person naming convention for the homes. Uh, I'm tempted. Do you want to see what we can peek in the windows here? Or I mean, I think it's worth a shot. Do you think we need the others? Yeah, we're not, I agree. We're not going in. We could, we could just take a look. If, um, if you're not breaking in, you won't be able to see the house itself because it's about 500 meters inside. Uh, it's a very wide estate with a lot of grounds. Yeah, we got to get oh, everybody. Okay. And yes, I suppose we must get the others. 
Maybe the other sent a ladder. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, give me a spot hidden as you guys are heading back. Twenty-two. Yes, that's a hard. Hard. You notice Ale. in there's not a lot of snow, but there's bits and pieces of it still left from the last snow two weeks ago, and you notice heading back away from the house, um, kind of in the direction to your camp, but almost veering a bit off, are small footsteps. Like children's Seems footsteps. To, like child size. Seems to be only one set. Going towards or away from the camp? Towards the camp. Coming from the area where you're at. You see them, they actually appear on the snow off on the other side of the road um, next to the estates. We need to follow these. We do. Yes. One of the kids may have escaped. I'm yes, after you. Um, so give me a trap roll and see if you can trap. Got ten points close to Oh wait. Uh, I have track. Hold on. I'm melting. <laughs> uh, how much luck do I have? Not much. I could spend half my luck and make it a success. Ooh. No. You might need that later when we're rescuing children. Um, could I try instead? Uh, could I maybe like um, get on the ground and like yeah, risk hurting myself a little bit by you know screwing myself on something by push and try to push it and get get close. Yeah, I think that's fine. Sounds okay to me. All right, that uh, 49 is a success. There we go. That's just barely a success. Okay. 50. Um, you follow it back. Okay. Um, it seems to, it's kind of heading towards the camp, but it seems almost a bit lost, like whoever was making these tracks was either not very focused or not exactly sure where he was. Um, and about maybe half a mile away from the camp, um, in some bushes on the side of the road, you see... Um, two small feet sticking out. God, no. Please, no. And I'll go, uh, Carl will run forward and look. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, go after you. As you get there, you turn him over and you see it's small belly. Um, he's shivering, he seems blue, and his skin is cracked and much worse than it was the day before. He, he was one of the healthier oh. ones. Poor child. Um, wrap him up. Wrap him up. Yes, yeah, so I'll take my coat off immediately and wrap it around the boy. Really? And do you know where Esther is? What did, did you last see Esther? He he, he tries to like, open his eyes a bit. He's very he's shaking. We need to get him uh, to Esther. the fire. Uh, uh, and he he seems not yeah, well enough to actually talk. Uh, Carl will start heading back to the campus as as fast as he can. Okay. Um, and you head back, and the fire is off, is lit. I think Coombs and Greasley are probably there. Um, as you're carrying the small boy with you, he's shivering, he's cold. Um, he seems to be getting a tiny bit better as you're wrapped him up. D Dr. Coombs, Dr. Coombs, we have a uh, potential hypothermia here. We found, we yes, we need your help. Put him on the Not bench, really. put him on the bench. <laughs> Carl lays him down on the bench next uh, next to the fire. Where did, where did you where did you find him? 
He, um, well... In the bushes. Yes, we spo- they, spo- they spotted some tracks off the side of the road, and we, we pursued them, and Maureen was able to follow them, and we, we found him in the bushes. Someone start cooking uh, water so we can get rid of the hypothermia. Yes, yes. Immediately. Okay. Coombs, give me a medicine roll. Medicine, medicine, medicine. That is an extreme. No, wait. Nah, it's a hard. Hard. That's no good enough. Extreme. Yeah, it's extreme. Okay. Um, you get him warmed up. You get him by the fire. You give him um, a bit of food, a bit of water. Um, and he starts to, his eyes like flutter open. He starts to wake up around an hour and he seems better. He's, his lips are less blue than they were. And, but he's still, he's, he's, his gaze is still a bit unfocused as he's trying to look around and see what's going on around him. Are you okay, Billy? Well, I, 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 where, where's, is it still have Esther? Yeah, where, where, you, you gotta let us know, where, where did you last see Esther? They, they, they kept us there. The, 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 this house, it was dark, I'm not sure, but my, my the, 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 Calm the, down. I, I, he, starts, he tries to breathe in. I, it was small. My, my door opened when, when, when the lights went out. Uh, it, it wasn't locked. I, I, I got out, but I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get Esther. Um, I, I, I think she's still there. It's, a, it's okay. You got out. That's, that's a good start. You definitely confirmed a lot of thought thoughts and now we can go get Esther uh here take one of these I one of the antibiotics mm-hmm. um he, he takes it he shows it a bit thank you thank you doctor um give me a spot hidden if you're checking him yeah uh that is a crit fail crit fail um he seems to be a bit frostbitten, but not nothing that will uh, necessitate any, you know, surgery or anything. Um, but he seems, he still seems a bit delirious to you. All right, let's give the kids some space, let them warm up, and then we got to put him in, and then we're going to put him in my tent, wrap him in blankets, call it a night for him. Going on, Doc. We found Billy. No. Oh. What about Esther? We know where she is. Do we? It's yes, some house, I he said. But I, I but I, I don't I think he's referring to a different place than where we found him. Well, I yeah. think he's, she's in Prospect House. I do too. I that think everything sense. is leading us to the Prospect House. Well, I'm willing to join you. Nancy's asleep right now. I gave her that medicine you get asked me to, Doc. Well, I think um, 
it may be best if we all try to get some rest and collect ourselves and then um, plan how best to go about this, uh, the rescuing know. of Esther. Um, I don't know, Carl. You know, they might know us, the kid's gone. Boy. And they will <laughs> make it much more difficult for the, for the last one left. You make a very good point here. Um, I I am more than I'm more than willing to go back tonight if if the others if if everybody would like to do that I'm I think getting the children or getting Esther back is our highest priority. I think it is. Of course, it has to be. Coombs is going to stare at Billy, look at you guys, pull out that secret thing he's been talking about, pulls out a thirty-eight revolver. I'm ready. Holy cow, Doc. <laughs> Where'd you pull that out? So, Captain. Where, where exactly did you gentlemen go? Well, the, some of the estates outside of camp? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we, we actually, yeah. And we'll read, um, Carl will start to go in to telling everybody what all happened. Um, we, we, we made a stop by your old home, Mr. Melnick. Uh, the, the, uh, we, um, well, I shouldn't say we, Thomas, uh, had a chat with the, uh, the new resident while I, um, went inside and, uh, found some papers. Um, he doesn't know it was me, but yeah. He says, he says he was a very loose lipped individual. Um, he seems scared of something. Scared of Roscoe. Not surprised. He wasn't much of a lawyer. I'm sorry. Did you say, did you say Roscoe? Yeah, Roscoe Malloy. My old Roscoe Malloy. One moment. I'm going to rush back. I'm going to rush back to the paperwork by the fire. Uh, grab it. These are notes that my that I got from my wife's that she left behind. I found a key in her in her belongings, and I went I went by the the newspaper office, and I was able to get these notes that she left behind. And she refers to a Roscoe Malloy, and a Casper oh. Brink, and an Alec Frasetti, and a Theodore Sedgwick. Yeah, well, we talked to Casper tonight. I threatened his life, and he uh, spilled beans. Uh, good, good. He does. He deserves it. Well, she was doing, a, apparently she was doing a, some sort of a story or investigation on these individuals. Um, I guess prior to us being let go from the, from the, uh, from the newspaper. Well, all of these individuals are rich son of the bitches. Well, according to the, according to the notes I'm looking at, it sounds like there's somehow, there's somehow, um, benefiting from the circumstances taking advantage of with, it we're in they're in league with i mean fucking roscoe when my business started to fail he took over and pushed me out and now he owns everything that i owned so oh, that sounds so familiar it sounds like brink and theodore sedgwick the the financier apparently I speculate that he was somehow involved in pushing me and my wife out for this work that that we were doing. And they're all in league somehow together. Oh no. It's a 
some sort of strange cabal. Well, or that, or they're just businessmen who are petting each other on the back and making money on our misery. But they're stealing children as well. I I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, it has me concerned. It's nefarious. There's there's no reason you could come up with for stealing children that I would accept. I could expect crushing my dreams, but crushing children's dreams? Well, and then we got this weird infection going on. So, so I'm sorry. So the boy showed signs of the infection as well. Yeah, he seems to have been um, in a much later stage of it. Okay, so that's so that's our first time we've linked these two mysteries together. Yeah, he was Billy wasn't this bad when he left. Like he wasn't close. I'm worse than him. So. He must have gotten more of it wherever he was. Sort of accelerated it, didn't it, Doc? Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Doc, but I think we need to save Esther and take care of these bums. Agreed. Now, question. Does anybody Aren't know we? how to use this thing? <laughs> I do. Who said that? I did. Your finger? There you go. <laughs> All right. Hands you the 38 revolver. Uh, six extra bullets. Mm. I've shot it a few times before, but if you're better than me, that's better. Oh, yeah. I know how to wa- use one of these things. Well, Dr. Coombs, the, the pin is mightier than the sword. Perhaps we can make a good, uh, a good case yeah, out I'm of this. Done. And... I'm done so signing papers. Do, do any of you I'll know I'll let this... you guys talk first, but I'll be the finisher. <laughs> do any of you have any knowledge of this Cavendish fella? Cavendish? Yeah, the guy you keep bringing up. Yeah, that's my that's my... that's that's your. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Cavendish is the, the hospital guy, right? Cavendish yeah. is a. Cavendish okay, is, I meant Sedgwick. Sedgwick. <laughs> Sedgwick is the is the financier. financier. In fact, when I was at the newspaper office just this afternoon, my. Uh, my former boss, um, Mr. Brunswick, was on the phone with him. I get apparently gave chewed out um, by Mr. Sedgwick. And at the time we were, my wife and I were let go from the, were fired from the, the, the newspaper. My wife was working on a story on this Mr. Sedgwick. Okay. But do you any, so it was your wife that was working on a story about him. I still don't see why any of them would be stealing children. Right? Well, they're rich people who can clearly get away with it. So I have a few theories and I don't like any of them. What are your theories? Well, rich people. Yeah, but rich people want money. They're rich people. Needs. Rich people are rich and... They also want to keep their money. And I don't think the police, I mean, even corrupt police, even prisoners in prison, hurting children is kind of. Oh, it's the worst crime. I can tell you that. Think think about it. Probably gets gets them off just knowing they're doing something so taboo that even prisoners don't like them. (laughs) Are any of them, are any of them involved in, medicine of any kind 
because we've got a weird disease going around and our children disappear. Do you think we're some sort of weird um, controlled experiment? Well, yeah, what are you getting if at? you were an evil doctor, wouldn't the children of a bunch of Hoovervillians be the least to be missed? That is something I didn't think about. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, but, but we've got a financier. Roscoe's definitely not a doctor. I've, I only know a few doctors in town. So, Everett, when you were looking at the paper before, you did see that um, Sedgwick was some kind of scientist who did something with science before he became oh. went into finance. Didn't say anything about medicine or specifically what he was doing, but he was some kind of researcher before he went into the finance business. Let me review these notes real quick, and I'll quickly look through them. Well, according to this, apparently Theodore Sedgwick, it sounds like he used to be involved in, in medicine or science before becoming a financier. I just, yeah. I think it'll, it would even say that he came from, he was researching in Arkham when he came hmm. to Crawley. What, fact, um, he, was a, he was a researcher in Arkham before coming to Crawley. Because what Casper said to me was like, he, they've gone too far stealing the children. And then he told me they were at Pros Prospect House. And we saw Prospect and it was really bleak looking. Uh, I think I think we need more information before we're going to be able to tie yeah, them all together. Yeah, yeah, we don't know everything yet. We don't know what's going on. Uh, but the more I think on it, I think uh, I think Hira makes a good point, and then maybe time is of the essence, and maybe we should. And we might as well strike with a hammer. It's hot, white yes. hot. I think we need to rate ourselves a prospect. Yeah, and hawk is somehow your professor, Hawk. Yes. Is Hawk, is, am I getting the name right or am I making it's, it? Uh, Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, he um, somehow was involved in this. He was a scientist too, wasn't he? A professor. At so there's this he group. Was, Sorry. Yeah, he was just a, yeah, he was a professor with me at Miskatonic. Okay. So a yeah, a, a professor that you know that used to work with you from Mississippi, and a businessman that screwed you over out of your job, and a person that you know that works, still works at the hospital when you're down in your luck, and a, per, a financier that's that you know is part of the reason that you got fired, and a lawyer who drove you out of town are all involved in this, and for some reason they have my kid. I swear what is God, going I on here? Part of this, I am. Killing. What is going on? Oh, I agree. We need to find this out. Now, yes, um, I don't. I, mean, I, I understand why all of us, why all of us are together and sort of ended up together. But how did all of them end up, you know, in a, in similar, you know, with connections unless, to each other? Unless somehow they were in league, 
And we got dragged into it. And the only reason why we know each other now is because of what they did to us. Yeah, like a cabal. I think you're abs- absolutely on the right track. And how did they survive Black Tuesday so well? Because they're in league with each other. They're yeah. evil, evil financier and lawyer to protect them. Rich people can help each other. And they're, yeah. they're, there are always a few people who walk away from even the shittiest of situations smelling like a rose. Of course, we only lost our money because we had, you know, all in, probably invested in the stock markets as well. People who didn't invest in the stock markets did just fine. I wasn't completely invested, but, you know, I think these were all in league. It's they time for harsh, could, harsh justice. They could be involved in the mob or the, we don't know. I mean, we haven't had that, that connection yet, but like they say, you know, they made uh, alcohol illegal and all of the bootleggers are making millions of dollars a year just because they made it illegal. I told the senator it was a stupid idea. <laughs> Uh, crime pays is unfortunately a very, very true statement. Oh, it well, is. If this it's... if this boy's illness progressed very quickly, then I, I agree that time is of the essence. I don't think we can afford another a good night's sleep. And is there anybody here to look after Billy? Will we go? Uh, there are a few. The rest of the residents are yeah. mostly in camp. Okay, as long as there's some some adults to keep keep the fire stoked and to try and keep him warm, and then I'll make sure that warm. Nancy's taken care of too. But we gotta save the children. I know Nancy would want me to do so. All right, let's grab some two by fours and some lug nuts, and let's grab ourselves and let's go club ourselves some rich people. <laughs> oh, I like that. I got an old. See, my all my old socks have holes in them. Yeah, would, there be, um, would there be any tools around the camp? Um, yeah, what kind of tools? Just to, like maybe a basic like hammer, a wrench, maybe a screwdriver. Shovel. Yeah, probably. There are a few people who are different kinds of workman jobs. So yeah, my, my, stuff. My, my character would have some tools. It's like a handyman around there. Uh, yeah. No. I would want to bring, make sure we bring some tools with us. He has an idea of how, how maybe they could enter the estate without having I will, to. I will, I will bring my toolbox. I will have your toolbox. All right. I used to box, so I don't really need a weapon. <laughs> I have my, my Blackthorn stick. We'll take care of them one way or the other. Right, Doc? Don't worry. If they're, I'll make sure they won't die. <laughs> Don't get a chance for murder. <laughs> I agree with Doc. I'm going to make sure that they know that God's justice is on the way. Yeah, I think I, think I like your idea. I want to make a, a makeshift cot, a cosh. You Take do that, sock, Thomas. With some rocks and wax. Somebody it's time for justice. Let's do this. Hobo justice. Okay. (laughs) So you head on back towards prospects. Um, It's getting late right now. It's probably yes. I was going to ask what time it is at this point. 
Oh yeah, so it's around 9.30, 10 okay. um, by the time you are heading out. So it's dark outside. There are no lights or anything on the road. So it's uh, pretty much pitch black. Um, and you get to Prospect and there's still the, uh, the padlock on the gate. So give me a spot hidden check. All of us? Yeah, all of you can try, but you need to get a heart because it's dark. Yes. Ooh, yes, I got I got an eleven, so I did get a hard. Okay, um, you do you were you here before in the last round? You were uh, you were the right? Yes, I was. Yes. yes. Okay, so you notice that there seem to be tire tracks right behind the gates leading inwards that weren't there when you came here about two hours ago. Yeah, you know I'll point that out to the others, especially uh, Thomas and Carl. Hey, look, those weren't here before, were they? No. No, they were uh, not. All right, you know, stay, stay on alert. Yeah. Are they going in or out? In. Um, they seem to be going in. And is there not, I'm assuming there's not another set coming out. Uh, no, it doesn't seem to be. And is there like a garage where, where it would park? Um, so the ground is actually very big, it's about 50 acres of land, so oh, okay. you can't we're really see the there. car anywhere near the entrance. And there's hedges and stuff blocking view, so you can only see what can be seen. And this is the um, Prospect the House. Yeah, it, is, it says the Prospect Estate on, on the gate. Prospect Estate. You said the gate was locked. Um, Carl was hoping to maybe uh, take a little bit of time and try and undo one of the hinges the gate swings on and see if we can just kind of just detach it so they could all slip okay. inside. Yeah, give me a strength check. Um, with the, I couldn't, well, actually, it's the same number, so. How high is the wall? Uh, the wall is about That's two meters. Success. success. Yeah, it's a pretty old gate, and even though they have a, it seems to have a new padlock that was recently installed, um, the gate itself is not in very good repair, and in just about five or ten minutes of pushing and pulling, it squeals and pops out, and the gate kind of toppled in a bit, and you can probably make your way through the gap. All right, gentlemen. Um, Maureen, are we ready? Yeah. We might have to defend ourselves against dogs. I just don't know. We didn't oh, see I'm ready. earlier, but it's a huge property. I think the gun should go first. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I should get... I'll go second. Let's save the children. Okay. Um, and I think we'll end here and start oh. there next time. Oh. <laughs> it's fun. The, the, the perfect cliffhanger, yeah. It's Two like we, we burst hours. inside and... And cut. We, we, we'll have to wait, wait five months for next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next time on Bleak Prospects. Oh, Bleak Prospects. Is pretty We're big. all dying! So you open the door to the estate and shove Nigger off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hound of Tindalo shows I lost, up. Just I lost 47 sanity. I think I'm going into comatose. <laughs> our players yes, included John Dos Passos. Gone down. We must save her. Our, our players included John Dos Passos, Patrick O'Brien, Brian Ridge, Theodore Martinez, Oren May, Meyer, and myself with Nimrod Slurfetterman as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games to learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. 
Our, uh, we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You'll find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to turn you with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game. Darling, I hope that my dream never haunted you. My heart is telling you how much I wanted you. Sunday.